Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Thank you to The Who. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You know what comes before that. Well, there's about 12 minutes of music, but before that... We don't get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. No, no. Don't get fooled again. No, this is not a CSI episode. This is an intro to Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. Did you expect anything different? Now, he's going to put up this smokescreen with crime. He's going to be tough on crime. He's going to talk tough. This guy talks like, he talks like a black dirty Harry. He talks like a, sorry, African-American dirty Harry. But who cares? Who cares about tough talk on crime? First of all, you have to deliver. But you see, that's how he's going to appease a big chunk of the people who want different. You know, most of the liberals in New York who complain about de Blasio don't care about the vaccine passports. They don't care about the vaccine mandates that are killing businesses. They don't care about the discriminatory vaccine passports that discriminate against Jews and blacks and Hispanics. They don't care about that. They don't care about the fact that many of their businesses have to close down and the others are going to have to close down because there's no tourism, because tourism has been hurt, because businesses have been killed, millions and millions of dollars lost because of vaccine passports and mandates, losing workers. Can't find workers, can't find customers, losing customers. Now masks on top of that. But that's not going to change. That's the other half of New York City that needed to change, and it's not because Eric Adams has just signed in more mandates into law. He's not getting rid of the employee mandate, vaccine mandate. He's not getting rid of vaccine passports. He's not fighting the state on masks. He's basically, on COVID, Bill de Blasio all over again. That's all. He's Bill de Blasio on COVID all over again. Anti-science, anti-common sense, anti-business, anti-American, anti-freedom. Yet he'll talk tough on crime and say he's going to stop crime, which, of course, is ridiculous. Of course he's not. So, once again, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Why did we expect any different? Basically, on day one or day two, he decided... To actually, on a Sunday, I believe it was, I think this past Sunday, he he signed more executive orders, basically upholding everything Bill de Blasio's done on COVID regulations and mandates. Because Democrats are poison. The guy's a Democrat. It doesn't matter that he's a different race than de Blasio. It doesn't matter that he talks differently than de Blasio. He's a, a Democrat. If he, in this, in, in 2022 or 2021, whatever, if you run as a Democrat, you're, you're just basically saying what they've done on COVID is fine, that these mandates and regulations are fine. The Democratic Party is poison. If you're a Democrat, if you've got the D next to name, you're poison, and there is no hope for you. There is no hope for you. If you were a Democrat two years ago, fine, but you shouldn't be a Democrat anymore. Not if you believe in freedom over tyranny. Not if you believe in science over voodoo and hysterics. But he's a Democrat. There's not going to be any change, any real change, other than tough talk on crime. You're not going to come into this city and commit crime, he says. Well, how about the people already there? 
Got 8 million people living there already. You don't need people to come in. Most people committing... I love these mayors. They always say that people coming in and committing crime and doing dastardly deeds aren't from that place. New York City is 8 million friggin' people. Not all good people. There are plenty of criminals in New York City. You don't need to look outside. Crime can skyrocket simply from New Yorkers committing crime. And they, once again, like with COVID, there's no proof. To, what proof is there that people are coming from outside the city? They're not even catching them. Who are, who they are. They make this up. They want to make it look like the people in the city are pristine. The people in New York would never, people in the five boroughs would never do anything like that. They're coming from Jersey. They're coming from Newark. They're coming from Trenton. And then in Newark and Trenton, they'll blame New Yorkers or people from Connecticut. Or Pennsylvania. It doesn't make any sense. Of course they're from New York. Most of them are. There's no proof these people are, are, are mysteriously from somewhere else. Tourism. Tourists. Making trouble in New York City. Every mayor does it though. Every mayor says, oh, we're not going to allow people to come into our city and commit crime. No, no, these people are not from here. Of course they are. Show me proof they're not from there. Show me their IDs. Give me a break. So anyway... It'll be the same old thing in New York. New boss, same as the old boss. For sure, won't get fooled again. That part of the lyrics, forget it. Of course New Yorkers will get fooled again. Of course New Yorkers will get fooled again. They'll let this go on forever and ever and ever. Every epidemiologist I know who's worth anything knows that this... This... COVID is now becoming endemic. That is 19 to 24 month cycle, which is what these diseases have when they come along, is now ending. And Omicron is proof of that. And there'll be no other variants or the next one will probably be weaker. Will be weaker. If there's another one. And there might not be. This could be the end of it. And it could be all over in two to four weeks. So knowing that and being... Two years into this now, March will be two years, and we know we're more than two years into this because it started in late 19. This is the third, really the third real calendar year. You could even say the fourth calendar year of this. At this point now, they're doing more mandates. At this point, they're doing mandates starting a month from now. So there's no end date here. There's no exit strategy. These are going to be permanent. They're going to start after the disease is endemic. They're going to start after the cases are low. They're going to start after the disease is over. What, what is the point of that? That's just proof that you don't want this to end, that there is no end game here, that there is no exit strategy. This, this, this is when these things should be ending. First of all, they never should have had any of these mandates, but they should be expiring now. In the next month, they should all be expiring, not starting. They're starting a month from now, a lot of them. In other words, where this is going to be permanent. And they're going to say, we need to do this permanently to make sure it doesn't come back or another one doesn't come in. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. Even though this has never worked. Even though this would have gone away on its own in the same amount of time or less as if we did nothing. As if these politicians should shut their fucking mouths with what they should have done. They would put their greasy hands all over this and make it worse. It's meant to be permanent. The war is not meant to be won. It's meant to be continuous. And this will be continuous. 
because Democrats need it to be continuous. Yes, it will cost them. It just cost them last November in two states. It'll cost them in November across the entire country. But they don't care. This is their legacy. What they will say is, we try to do the right thing and people are just selfish. We try to do the right thing and we sleep well at night. That's what they'll say. This is it. It's baked in, caked in. Baked in and caked in. They can't change now. They can't change course. They won't change course. The only thing they can do is double and triple down more mandates and make them forever and ever. And that's what they're doing. So yes, we are now a country of free states and prison states, of American states and of totalitarian states, of democracy and dictatorship. That's what we are. That's the difference now between red states and blue states. It's no longer a difference between elitism and, uh, and low education, as they like to say, or, or the, the PhDs and people who are college dropouts, or what they like to say, um, the wealthy and the middle class and the poor, or the, the places where they serve grits and the places where they serve sirloin steaks. There's no longer that bullshit. There's none of that superficial garbage that they always like to peddle, that nonsense. Of, of the educated and the rednecks. The people who never stepped into a red state but like to step all over it, all over them. No, now we're about <laughs> real things. Now it's about freedom and not freedom. Now it's about bodily autonomy and the government controlling your body. That's the difference now. Being free and being imprisoned. That's the difference between blue states and red states now. Thank you to Democrats. If they want to do this, it's a total success. It's the most successful thing a political party's ever done in the history of this country. It's an su- absolute success. Buffo. Good job. Because that's where we're at. Free states, slave states. Once again. But we're not slaves to our masters. Our masters are now the government. Our masters are now big government. Our masters are now the politicians that we elected. <laughs> Isn't that, it's actually worse. We've elected these people to rule us, to make us slaves. We gave them our vote. That's where we are. That's where we are. And it's only going to get worse. It's only, the divide is only going to get worse. Worse. Now we really do have two Americas. Now we really have two Americas. Democracy or dictatorship. You, you have to choose now. You have to choose whether you want to live under democracy or dictatorship. Now the great thing about states' rights is you can choose. You can get in that car and in a few hours be in a free state. Or if you'd like to live in a totalitarian, you can do the opposite. You can live in a totalitarian state. But you notice that's not happening now, is it? People aren't moving from Florida and Texas to New York and California. They're moving from California and New York to Texas and Florida. Right? Because most people will choose freedom over slavery. Freedom over government control over our bodies, our movements, what we put into our bodies. Where we can go with or without papers, 
who, who in their right mind? Let me ask you a question, my wonderful audience. Who in their right mind would choose to have to show papers to go get a sandwich? To have to show papers to go get a gin and tonic or a root beer? To have to show papers for their kids to go into McDonald's? Who in their right mind would choose that life forever? Because it is going to be forever. Who would choose that? Only the clinically insane would choose that. And that's where I live, in San Francisco, California, ground zero for the clinically insane. People aren't choosing that, though. People are choosing to leave. And, if, if, and, and if, even if they hate it, some people can't leave, but they still hate it. There are many more people who can't leave but want to leave because they hate where they live. They hate their lives. They hate their quality of life in their state, in their city. If they're not leaving, it's because they can't, not because they don't want to. And I see it every day on social media. I want to leave, but I can't. I got a job. I got a wife. I got three kids. And then they're the lucky ones who say, I'm in my U-Haul and I'm heading to Texas. I'm in my U-Haul, I'm heading to Tampa. I'm in my U-Haul, I'm heading to Austin. I see it every day. People I know. I'm going, I'm leaving. See ya. Come visit. Come live here when you're over it. When you can't take it anymore. And that's what's happening. So no, nobody in their right mind would want to live under a dictatorship rule. No one. Now look at these petty dictators. These aren't even memorable dictators. We've had memorable, memorable dictators through history, right? Right? Hitler, Mussolini. We've had memorable fascists. These people are petty fascists. They want to be fascists. They want to be Hitlers. They want to be Mussolinis. Who the fuck do you remember Gavin Newsom, Kathy Hockle, Andrew Cuomo? Pritzker. Who's going to remember these people in history? Nobody. They're nobodies. They'll be in the trash bin of history. Memorable, my ass. They're nothing. They're big nothing balls. Can't even be memorable fascists. Totally useless. Someone asked me today, well, the the guy you heard on uh, Friday, the person who Calls himself domestic terrorist. By the way, the person I had on Friday who calls himself domestic terrorist, at domestic415 on Twitter, the reason why he calls himself domestic terrorist is because he's been called a domestic terrorist. Anyone who's against these COVID regulations, as you know, by Merrick Garland and Joe Biden, has been called by the Biden Justice Department a domestic terrorist. There are parents who have been called domestic terrorists for not wanting their kids to wear masks in schools and not wanting their kids to live to um, – be, have school on video for their entire lives. They've been called domestic terrorists. Anyone who's against the COVID mandates, masking passports, have been called domestic terrorists. So he just gladly uses that moniker of domestic terrorist. He's not an actual domestic terrorist. You'd have to look at the Biden administration for the actual domestic terrorists. But he said today, he just said a few minutes before I went on air here, if, if someone who, and we know the left... By the way, most people who have, like, dumped their friends or family over this stuff are on the left. Most of the ones who, who did the dumping are the people who believe in passports and 
25 vaccine boosters and mandates. The people on the left, the, the, the tolerant left, are the one, are the 99.9% dumped people. It wasn't us. We didn't dump people. I didn't dump anyone for believing in vaccine passports or loving vaccines or thinking Fauci is a genius. But they've dumped us because they're so tolerant. They're so tolerant of other ideas. And the truth, of course, makes them uncomfortable. The real truth, the fact that what they believe in is very, is very dangerous and evil, they don't want to see that. So they, don't, they don't want friends that remind them of that. So they've dumped people. A lot of people I know have lost friends over this. People on the left who have dumped them. And so Domestic asked a good question. He said, if now or in the distant future or the near future, any of these people come back to you on their knees, he didn't say that I'm adding that because that's what I want to see. Groveling. And ask you to be friends again. Either admitting they were wrong or wanting to bring you back into their life or whatever. Would you do it? Would you accept them back? And my answer is no. I said I'm writing a book. It's called Apology Not Accepted. Because no. This is too important. What's the, and, and so what's the next thing you're going to do? That's, what's the next evil thing you're going to believe in and push for years? What's the next evil thing? You've sort of noticed that you are on the side of the people who would give up Anne Frank. You, you've served notice that you're the Karen who would scream, point Anne Frank, point the, point the Nazis to Anne Frank and say she's up there. You've, you've proven to have that mindset. I mean, there are three, I think there are three different people through this whole thing. And if we, if we put it back into context of, of Nazis and Nazi Germany, those who would give up Anne Frank, those who would hide Anne Frank, and those who would be totally indifferent. That's what we're seeing. So, I don't think I could forgive these people. I, I really don't think I could forgive them. Sorry. This is too important. This isn't like, you know, who did you vote for? Did you vote for Bernie or Biden? Did you vote for Hillary or Bernie? Did you vote for Warren or Bernie? This isn't that crap. Did you vote for Cruz or Trump? This isn't that. That's petty stuff. Remember, remember when that seemed really important? When we'd actually fight over that? No, that's petty shit, man. This is important stuff. This is important stuff. This is the most important. Like I said, we're only, we're only in the beginning of the third decade of the 21st century. But I would be hard-pressed. You could never see the future. But I'd be hard-pressed to believe that this will not be the most important thing that's happened in the 21st century, even 60, 70 years from now when it's over. So this is important stuff. This isn't, no, this isn't superficial nonsense. Nope, this isn't are you for Medicare for all. Are you for a single-payer system or Medicare for all? Or are you for a hybrid? Are you fine with Obamacare? Or do you not want insurance at all? Or do you think only the, the people who can afford to buy it should have it? Or people who have a job should have it? This isn't that stuff. It seems, that seems so important. I guess in, in some respect it still is. But not compared to the, not compared to freedom. Not compared to whether the government can make you take a, a drug. Make you take a medication. 
make you take a vaccine or a therapeutic or whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. There are people, I mean, you understand this, right? There are people who believe the pro-vaccine, the pro-COVID vaccine people, the people who are 130%, you guys know that's a pet peeve of mine, but behind the vaccines and mandates and passports, there's a section of them, and it's not even that small, who really believe that the government, the military, should be able to come in and make you take this. That the military should be able to go to your door. There should be a list of people who are unvaccinated, public knowledge, and the military should be able to knock on your door, come in, and stick the needle in your arm. And then do it again, I guess, what, three weeks later and then another two weeks later? Who knows? They've, they've changed that so much. Now they say you can basically, what, you can mix and match. You can take them all at the same time. You can stick one in your ass, one in your face. It's, a, it's all ridiculous. There's no science behind any of this. It's all picked out of their ass. But anyway, I digress. Do people believe the military should be able to do this? Didn't that asshole Jim Cramer say that? And there are plenty of people watching him who cheered that. The moment he said it, they... They cheered it. So can you take these people back into your life if they ever finally admit they're wrong, which I don't think, you know, I don't think any of them are going to do that. But Leah, hypothetically, if they did, I no, I don't think so. Because they've served notice that they'll do the same thing again. They serve notice they'll take the same extreme crazy side again. So... I, my answer is no. I know I took way too long to say that. But yes, my answer is no. I, I can't. I can't accept anyone back now. It's hard for me. You know, I'm, I, it's hard for me. But I want to be the tolerant libertarian here. The tolerant centrist or moderate or right. I don't know what the hell I am anymore. Tell me, what am I? Can you tell me? Please, someone tell me, what am I? But I think that I need to be tolerant. I... But this bo- it bothers me that people believe in this stuff. It bothers me people I know believe in this stuff. It bothers me people I know believe in, like, you know, like voodoo medicine, you know, 1918 medicine. You know, th- th- they believe in this stuff. That they truly believe that a piece of cloth can stop a microscopic virus particulate from entering your system or leaving your system and entering someone else's through their porous cloth. That people believe that. That people believe after a year... I, I just before coming on the air, I saw a story. It said, why? This is actually a story. Why? The headline was, why are so many vaccinated people getting COVID? I almost did a spit take. Why so many? Because the vaccines don't work. I can't. It's hard for me to comprehend that after a year of evidence showing that vaccines don't work because so many vaccinated people 13 months into this are still getting it. We're triple boosted. 90% of them are triple boosted. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, triple boosted, just got COVID. You see it all the time. People still believe the vaccines work. Why are so many vaccinated people getting it? Because the vaccines don't stop the spread because they're not real vaccines. They're MNRA garbage. And the one that wasn't MNRA, Johnson Johnson, causes blood clots. Oh, Jesus, what a shock that the poison powder company would come up with something that causes death and blood clots. What a shock. I, see, but I'm tolerant. 
I had these people in my life. They're all around me. I mean, I literally couldn't live in San Francisco one more second if I wasn't tolerant of these people. I, I literally know nobody. Well, I, I know domestic. I know a few people. That's not true. And I've met some very good people. I've met some very good people through this. That's the upside. I've got to be the optimist. Glasses. I'm sitting here with actual, an actual, I'm not lying. I know you can't see this. I'm just, with an actual glass that's half full of water as a symbol. Let me take a sip. Mm. Okay, now it's not quite half full. But I'm going to look at it as a half glass full kind of guy. And say, look, I met good people through this. And I'm continually meeting more. I'm continually meeting more. Who understand logic, understand common sense, understand how to look at actual science, have critical thinking abilities. Don't just believe what they see on the TV through critical mass TV doctors. Or doctors who have a political bent, who work for politicians, who work in politics, who work in D.C. That's not the real world. Those aren't real doctors. Real doctors see patients. 99% of these doctors you see on TV have never seen a patient or haven't seen one in three, four, five decades. I'm talking about doctors who – I know doctors who actually see patients. Doctors who run hospitals. Doctors who run COVID wards. These are the people I know and I know what they think. And I know what they think. I have a doctor friend – who, because doctors, real doctors are not allowed to speak their minds, whenever I've written something on Facebook, he has to be very cryptic if he responds to it. I remember once I wrote something about how, how uh, Sweden was doing it the right way. You know, or we should do it the way Sweden did. And all he did was like put up a little Swedish flag. That's all he could do. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't say, yes, you're right. He couldn't say, yes, that's right. That the great, you know, that the great Barrington Declaration is the right way. They can't speak out. They cannot speak the truth. Doctors, real doctors, are not allowed to speak the truth. They're not. As my friend Ian M. S. C. says on Twitter, the man who puts up all those great charts and graphics about how vaccine passports haven't worked, about how masks haven't worked, real actual data over and over again for nearly two years now. As he said so well, every so often it hits me how incredibly absurd it is that people still somehow believe that mass mandates make the slightest bit of difference. Like the failure is so comprehensive and overwhelming, as he has proved many times, and they just refuse to see it. Dr. Eli David, by the way, at Eli, Dr. Eli David, he's one of the good doctors. If mass mandates, COVID passports, contract tracing, contact tracing, and travel restrictions work, then uh, why don't they work? And he has new confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the European Union, where, of course, they're all totally into vaccines and passports and mandates and cases whoop, shooting up through the roof. Record cases, by the way. The U.S. just hit over a million cases, a million cases, new cases, a, rec- a world record. The U.S. has now set a world record. About a week ago, I think it was five. Did I just say this about five, three, two or three shows ago that it was 580,000, a new world record? Now we're at a million a new world record. And that's coming from places with vaccine passports and masks too. Like New York City's breaking records every day. LA's breaking new records. San Francisco, by the way, the third worst county as far as cases go 
in San Francisco, as you know, as I have mentioned many times, longest lockdowns, longest masks, longest vaccine passport, first of everything, cases exploding. But it's getting worse and worse. Look at this. Look at this. As John Ziegler says so well at Ziegman Freud, Z-I-G-M-A-N Freud on Twitter. Follow John Ziegler. He's great. He's been right about everything. I don't want to give John a huge head. He already has a huge head. But about everything COVID-related and other things, but especially COVID, everything from day one he said has been right. L.A. school district, L.A.U. school district, says all students and teachers must show proof of negative COVID-19 tests before returning to campus. Regardless of the vaccination status, they must show proof of negative COVID tests before going to school, before teaching. And he's right. This is the dystopian world that liberals want. The liberals want this dystopian world. They do. And I'm going to end on something Glenn Greenwald said. The number of powerful people and corporate entities in the private and public sector with a clear vested interest, economic and political, in making the pandemic permanent, along with all of its restrictions, is very high. But for some reason, this is all deemed irrelevant. They don't want it to end. Tomorrow, I meant to do this today, and I spoke too long. But tomorrow, I'll do this. We have a, I'll, I'll, it's like a three-minute video. I need to bookmark this so I don't forget. It's like a three-minute video of uh, Fauci and Bill Gates and Walensky and everything they have said over the last two years, which has been total and utter bullshit. Ending with Bill Gates saying, the vaccines are the best investment I've ever made. Investment I've ever made. Investment. Because, of course, it makes Bill Gates money. Money, power, influence, control. That's all that matters. Tomorrow I'll play that video. It's a great, it's a great video. Okay, anyway, that's the, the show. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, that's been, it's been, what has this been? And let's be heard. I'm Micah Chopley. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.